0: Craig, thank you. Four oh six on the Central Coast on this Tuesday, February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three. It's going to be March tomorrow. Get ready. Uh, in about an hour, our resident libertarian Lance Parker will be here. Uh, government can't deliver on its promises. Why is that? Lance will make his argument. Rick Bruce at six o'clock looks at the thorny relationship between boomers and millennials and they, whatever, whatever we call the young kids. It is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Look who's here. She's actually here in person. I, I cannot believe you're here. I'm
1: so glad you're to see you. You're always calling in.
0: Good to see you. What, what's your name again? I forgot. Yeah, oh. right. <laughs> it's Susan Hoffman, our resident bibliophile. She reads books, and then she goes out and she reads more books. And she brought books with her. Anyway, how are you? It's just great to see you.
1: It's great to see you. Thanks for having me back.
0: When did you decide you could go out in public again?
1: Well, I've been going out in public, but not a lot not in big groups but it's getting to be time
0: but it's giving you time to read
1: oh and this weather is perfect what are we doing here we should be home reading (laughs) with a hot cup of coffee i'm
0: out of here i'm going i'm gone uh so much to ask about let's start with cuesta you're retired from cuesta college but you remain involved with cuesta they have their book of the year
1: Yes, I worked at Cuesta Library, and so I was always involved in the Book of the Year program. This is the 14th annual, can you believe it? 14th annual Cuesta Book of the Year, and the Book of the Year is All My Rage.
0: All My Rage.
1: I don't know how to explain the title, and I have to say I haven't read it yet, but I'll find out why that title is is um but anyway it sounds like a really good book all my rage who's the author sabah tahir and it's on thursday april 27th from 5 to 7 p.m i used to sell books at those events so i hope you come it's a lecture and book signing at the cpac on the slow campus if you want more information you just look up online Edu. the tickets are on sale now fifteen dollars general admission students for free
0: what's the point of the book of the year why do we have a book of the year at Cuesta
1: well the Cuesta book of the year has been quite an event that brings together the community and the students and I know many people have been familiar with community um, community reads programs. where The whole community reads one book. There used to be that through Cal Poly when I moved here in 2003, 2004, somewhere along in there. Um, They no longer have that, but Cuesta has continued their book of the year. And so the English classes are assigned this book. Community is encouraged to read it. There's a program where you can meet and talk to the author and ask questions. And it's a wonderful event.
0: It's called All My Rage.
1: All My Rage by Sabah Tahir. And she grew up in the Mojave Desert. Her parents were immigrants from Pakistan. And this is a real American dream story. She grew up, she attended UCLA, she interned with the Washington Post, starting out in a journalism career. Career. I'm sure you can relate to that. And she lives in the San Francisco Bay Area now. Uh, she started writing books when she was an intern as a journalist.
0: One of those. Here's the intern with a book. Okay. Yes, writing a hurry?
1: Book. Hmm. But this book um, is described by Goodreads. Uh, The character Miss Ba is a dreamer and storyteller, newly married to Tufik in an arranged match. After their young life is shaken by tragedy, they come to the U.S. and open Cloud's Rest in Motel, hoping for a new start. Sounds interesting to me.
0: Who will play them in the movie? Here's my question. I don't know. All right. So as we talk specifically about books, you always uh, do your homework, Susan, and you've been calling around to local bookstores. To find out what uh, people are reading what did you discover
1: well i called volumes of pleasure and had a wonderful conversation with rosie who's a bookseller their booksellers are the best people to have great conversations with their number one most requested and bestseller right now is the book that i was going to talk about today which is horse by geraldine brooks it's fiction and one of the absolute best books i've ever read in my entire life
0: All right, we'll hear about that in a
1: minute um, that's their number one their second bestseller is demon copperhead which i've heard a lot about but i have not read yet myself barbara kingsolver it's about a boy with copper colored hair in appalachia born to a teenage mother and What's interesting about that book is they borrow she borrowed the structure from Dickens David Copperfield, really, yes, so it's got a lot of interesting backstory to it, and then number three is a bio for you biography and history readers. It's called "And There was Light Abraham Lincoln and the American Struggle, and it's by John Meacham oh, so I think that's interesting that a biography is their number three, yeah. And then I talked to Lena at Coalesce, the owner of Coalesce in Morro Bay. And so she thought that it would be great to recommend new and paperback fiction. These expensive hardcovers are now being released in paperback. And so it makes them more accessible. Let me ask purchase. you a question
0: right there. Are you a paperback or do you, must you have your book in hardcover?
1: I'll read it in either one. I like a hardcover best yeah. of all myself. But if I'm
0: buying, I will buy a paperback without hesitation.
1: Well, hardcovers are unaffordable at yeah. present. Who's going to buy a $30, you know, $30 novel? <laughs> it's just too much for me, even. Okay. I agree. But I get them at the library. Or this book that I found, Horse, I found in a little free library in a walk in my neighborhood. And it's brand new as if nobody had read it. So...
0: Hmm. Uh, so lena is recommending what
1: okay she's recommending new in paperback bestsellers the first recommendation is candy house by jennifer egan it's a book of interlink stories uh about a new technology where you upload and share memories we can all relate to that and then number two is the lincoln highway which is fiction it's by Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this right now, first name, A-M-O-R, Towles, T-O-W-L-E-S, from the 50s, about two brothers that traveled the Lincoln Highway, which I had no idea what that was. It's pre-Route 66, 66, and it was the first transcontinental road for autos. Did you know that?
0: Uh, I know that because we had a guest on last year who wrote about it. But, But prior to that, I had not heard of it.
1: I'd never heard of that. And then number three is a book that I just read in hardcover, which I'm going to talk about today, Swimmers by Julie Otsuka, who has now become one of my favorite writers. And then number four is Violetta by Isabella Allende, also a wonderful writer. She lives in Mill Valley, and it's a fictional autobiography of Violetta, is probably the way it is pronounced, Davis, who witnessed Upheavals in the 20th century, including the Spanish flu. Mm. And then number five is The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Clune. It's a love story. I'm not familiar with the author, but TJ Clune has written quite a few books. So those are the top five paperbacks that she's selling a lot of. And then she told me a lot more. But I do want to mention Barnes & Noble. As you know, I am a total independent bookstore fan because I've worked in them. But I also love Barnes & Noble to browse and to see what they're featuring. So I talked to Ashley, who's a bookseller there and a big reader. And so number one at Barnes & Noble here in San Luis Obispo is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. I've been hearing about this book Uh, It's set in the 1960s. It's about a single mom. She's a brilliant chemist, but she can't get a job, and she's forced to become a TV chef. Mm. And I've heard it's very good. Number two is a nonfiction book bestseller, The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. I'm not familiar with him, but he's a well-known music producer.
0: Oh, yeah. He's the guy that just did the series with Paul McCartney. He's the guy that brought Johnny Cash back from the grave.
1: Who knew? I didn't know that, but you do. Um, This is a book about how to have a relationship to the world. Sounds very Mm. Zen to me. It looks good. And then number three is a young adult fiction, If He Had Been With Me by Laura Nowlin. And it's for older teens. It's a romance between two teenagers named Autumn and Finney.
0: Susan Hoffman is here giving us a book report, and I would point for the record, the table is covered with notes. She does her homework. We appreciate that. When we come back, let's talk about books we've been reading and find out what you've been reading. I'm Dave Congleton. You're listening to AM 920, FM 96.5, News Talk, KVEC. Speaking of Cuesta College, President Cuesta, Dr. Jill Stearns is going to be with us the Thursday. We're looking forward to that conversation. Always look forward to our conversations with our resident bibliophile, Susan Hoffman. She's back with us talking about books. She checked in with local bookstores to see what uh, they're reading. Did any of those surprise you, by the way? No. When you heard the name, you were like, oh, really? But no,
1: no. No, I've been hearing about a lot of these books. So I'm just surprised and happy that people are reading so much.
0: Was Barnes & Noble crowded?
1: I didn't go to Barnes & Noble in person. I talked oh, okay. to the bookseller on the phone.
0: Because uh, I've not been there a lot lately. A few times I've been, it's been, eh. You know, well,
1: some people. I guess it depends on which Barnes & Noble it is. My brother and sister-in-law, as you know, live in the Midwest. They're in Florida now. And that Barnes & Noble's going out of business. So my brother was thrilled. He was shopping sales and stacking up. Books and movies. They had a movie section. Remember that? Wow. You could buy DVDs, but they're going out. So I guess it depends where.
0: So you have been reading a lot lately. I have. What do you want to start with?
1: I want to start with Horse. Okay. By Geraldine. You've you've
0: mentioned this book before. I have. Yeah. Well. Or somebody called in and mentioned. I've heard this book. Oh, it was my
1: friend Beverly. She called in because she had just read it and she recommended it to me. Okay. And I tried to place a hold on it at the library, and I was about I was about number 150 in the hold queue. Wow. And then I went for a walk, and as I said earlier, I found it in a little free library. You just never know what you're going to find there. So I was thrilled. But this is one of the best books I've ever read. Um, if you read the book Sea Biscuit, which I didn't read. I did. So did you like the book Laura,
0: Seabiscuit? Laura Hildebrand is the author, yeah.
1: So if you like Sea Biscuit, you'd like this book. If you wanted to read about Civil War history, you'd like this book. If you want to read about the history of race horses and racing and how it got started in the South, you'd like this book. If you want to read about art galleries in New York in the 50s and Jackson Pollock and his wife and other painters, you'd like this book. It's it's just an amazing um bringing together of different things to tell one of the best stories I've ever read. and
0: But is this nonfiction?
1: It's fiction. Okay. And it's one of those fiction books where she took some real people and then she built a whole fictional story around it. And she took mm. a real racehorse, Lexington, who was um, an award-winning horse who sired a um, I can't remember the number of award-winning foals. So, anyway, it's set in Kentucky in 1850, it's set in New York City in 1954, it's set in Washington, D.C. in 2019, and it brings together all these different characters, A, a slave in Kentucky who raises a foal and creates this ongoing relationship with this horse uh, about a gallery owner who always wanted to have Jackson Pollock um, paintings in her gallery, but couldn't manage to do that. But she was also interested in art having to do with racehorses, and that—that's the thread throughout these time shifts and character shifts as narrator is this horse lexington being painted by different painters and these paintings surviving into the future and then also a woman character a young woman from australia and the author actually is from australia originally but uh is an american now and So this character is a young woman whose career it is to find uh, bones and put them back together as as if for science. She's a scientist. And so how she becomes involved in this story is the bones of this horse Lexington were ended up in the attic of a gallery in Washington, D.C., And so then she has a task to put this skull of this horse, Lexington, on the body of bones. And I just learned so much about science, about art, about horse racing, about slavery, the Civil War. I just highly recommend this book. She can really write.
0: What else has she written? Do we know?
1: Well, I read another book of hers a long time ago called People of the Book and then she wrote a book for which she won the pulitzer prize which the name of that book is march and it's a retelling of little women from the point of view of the father hmm. who is who was a real character but he was m- pretty much missing in in the original little women and so he was an abolitionist and so he was it's just a totally different view of that story and she won the pulitzer prize for it
0: and you can do that I I don't know my uh, copyright law you can just take a famous novel and rewrite it from a different I guess because it's not in uh, the copyright domain yeah
1: well what I think is fascinating I I don't know how authors do it some do it well like this author some don't but you take a real person like Jackson Pollock and his wife Lee Krasner having conversation that she makes up, but it's drawn from things that you could read about both of them. And this gallery owner, the interesting little factoid in this book, too, is the actual real gallery owner who's a character in this fictional book, and this is in the book, sold Jackson Pollock the sports car, which he crashed and died in, and And she sold it to him for for two paintings because she needed money for her gallery. So Geraldine Brooks is taking facts, but she's putting them in the middle of fiction.
0: Well, I'm sure with a New York publisher like that, the book was heavily vetted and everything is legit. I just don't know how they do that. So what's the name of the author again, please?
1: Geraldine Brooks, she's an excellent author. She tells a great story.
0: Rarely have I heard such enthusiasm for a book.
1: I am totally enthusiastic about this book, and if I were still working in a bookstore, I would be hand-selling this book as fast as I could. Hmm.
0: And would it make a a good gift? Yes. Is it, uh, how about for high school students? Yes. Or is it material to?
1: There's nothing in it that's controversial. Hmm. There's just not. It's historical, if anything. All
0: right, we are chatting with our resident bibliophile, Susan Hoffman. This book is called Horse by Geraldine Brooks. Highly recommended by my guest. We are off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Let's find out what's happening out there. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. I see more books in the pile. We'll hear from Susan, and we'll also invite you to call in and see if there's anything you have been reading lately. We love the idea of people reading. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. We'll be back after the news. Mr. lance parker is on his way i'm dave congleton we are halfway through our conversation with our resident bibliophile susan hoffman she loves books she reads books she shares books with us from time to time as she is doing now we're also curious as to whether or not you have been reading anything if during the next half hour or so you'd like to jump in feel free to the Stolberg tatum text line is up and running Phone lines are open 805 543 8830. Is there a book you have read that you would recommend? We're just curious. Or is there a book you'd recommend to give as a gift? You like getting books as gifts.
1: I love books. The more books, the better.
0: I'm afraid I've not been to your place. I'm afraid to ask if I were to walk in, would there be books everywhere?
1: Yes, there's a whole wall of books, but I actually have. Taken quite a few to Phoenix to trade and to the library to donate. I'm trying to downsize. I have a small bookstore myself in my apartment. I
0: like that idea of a community uh, library, like just out in front of your house.
1: I love I could do that. the little free library. Because
0: there's nobody there's nobody in my neighborhood that has one, so I could put one up.
1: There's three in my little walking loop, and I look in every one. Hmm.
0: All right, uh, let's take some calls here. 805 543 8830. Let's go up to Creston to find Ann on KVEC. Hey Ann. Hey Dave. Hey, Anne. Hello Susan. Hi Ann.
2: I just Hi, I you know me. I like a lot of history and all that other stuff, but so at the moment I'm reading a novel. I think it's 10 years old, but it's um, one of my favorite authors, Victoria Hislop, and I've talked to you before about her books, but the one I'm reading at the moment, uh she she weaves a lot of historical facts into her novels. So she'll pick a historical event and then she'll create this, you know, love story and drama and stuff. But anyway, so I'm reading one right now called The Thread. The Thread. And she, The Thread, which um It's kind of a series that she did. She did the island, she did the thread, and she did the return. But anyway, the thread happens to be the history of the Greek city of Thessalonica up there in the north, which was, you know, lots of wars, you know, Turkish invasion, all kinds of crazy stuff, big fires, you know, so it's very dramatic. Anyway, so that's what I'm reading at the moment. And I did call a few weeks ago to mention that I read uh, Life Force by Tony Robbins, which is nonfiction, but it's just about the most current medical breakthroughs. so that's what i'm reading at the moment and i just wanted to share that so Uh, i I love
1: your segment uh,
0: thank you and hang on with us susan are you familiar with the first author she mentioned
1: i'm familiar because Anne has mentioned the author before but i have yet to read anything by this author Mm -hmm. however i do share your love of historical fiction so i probably will get there
0: Uh, and what would be a good first book to read by this author
1: well, personally, I like
2: a lot of travel, you know, you know me, I like to travel, and I like books that mention and set their stories in places often that I've already visited, so I can totally relate. But my favorite Victoria Hislop book, all of which have been bestsellers, uh, is called, in, well, it's, it's postcards from greece but the first two words are actually in greek so it's yeah so anyway it's like anyway i I don't want to say it in greek but nevertheless
0: so So spell the last name
2: h-i-s-l-o-p
0: h-i-s-l-o-p all right
2: yeah yeah and that that particular book is one of her more recent books and it it takes place all over greece so it's not just limited to, like, Santorini or Naxos or Mykonos, where everybody goes. It's it's all over Greece, and it's such a unique...
0: Nope. Here. nope. Nope. And you got to pay your phone bill. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> 805-543-8830. Oh, look who we got here. Guess who it is? Babe. Babe's here. Hey, babe.
3: Yay. Hey, Hi. Hi, you all. How are you?
0: We're good, babe. How are you doing, dear?
3: Well I'm I have better weather than you, evidently.
0: Oh my we love snow the snow is melted away. We love the snow here. It's great.
3: <laughs> um, and I'm sorry I didn't get to talk to you about age. It's wonderful to add years. We'll talk about that another time. Hmm. But I am an armchair traveler. I like biographies and history and I have been rereading all of my Isabella Bird Books. This is an English woman who lived from 1831 to 1904, dying, of course, at 63 years old. Um, she wasn't a very well person. So her doctor suggested that she travel and at 23, 23, she went all by herself. She embarked, uh, for travels. Um, And even though she was only 4 feet 11 in in her maturity, she would write letters to her sister. She had one sister, a younger sister, and she wrote from every place she went, alone. So she was in Hawaii. She was in the Sandwich Islands. That's Hawaii. She was in Japan. She was in Korea. She was in America. Mm. She was in the Rockies and a few more. And these are all interesting because they're the last part of the 1800s. I find them fascinating. She went, yes, in a dress. And it, it, they're great adventures. There's no car chases, no shoot 'em ups.
1: <laughs> it's Susan, great history, you, you and I it entertaining.
0: You know anything about this, Susan?
1: No. Uh, could you say the author again? Her last name is Bird. Isabella. I-S-A-B-E-L-L-A.
3: Middle name was Lucy. B-I-R-D. An English woman.
0: Hmm. Isabella Bird.
3: I have not yes. read What a call all, name. Of her, all of the letters that she wrote to her sister were... Um, Bound and published back in the
0: uh, in the 1800s. Huh. Isabella Bird. All right.
3: Yeah, hon. And I wish you very well and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, hun. Always good thank to hear you,
0: from you, babe.
1: Susan, thank you. Bye. Thank you.
0: Isabella Bird.
1: Isabella Bird's invited.
0: I'm giving you some homework there.
1: I would love to read a book by her.
0: Susan Hoffman talking books. We're talking with Marianne now on KVEC. Hi, Marianne.
4: Hi. Hi. So, I just read, for the second time, The Way of the Rose, and it is a very interesting history on the rosary that goes back to the day of the goddess, where it was actually roses strung, and a woman's practice, more than a religious one. And the wonderful thing about this book, now, um, let me see if I can tell you the author. <laughs> it's very small print. Um, the author is a husband and wife, and, oh gosh, come up, Bigger. Uh, this is not cooperating with me. What's the name? Of, um, what's
0: the name of it again? I can Google the. I can Google the author. What's the name? The Way the of the Rose. Way,
4: the Way of the Rose. Oh. And um, Perdita. Perdita is the wife's name, but I can't pull it up on my phone to get the whole name. But the wonderful thing is, is it's also on Audible, and they. Alternate reading chapters oh. and it's just a very um, it's a very calm story and it spans America to France, southern France, and so much history in between many many, many years of how the Rosary began and what it has become and um, it's just a really lovely lovely
0: book. The name you're trying to think of, Marianne, apparently, is Clark Strand. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: The Way of the Rose is the name of the
1: book. Yeah. Sounds really interesting, and it made me think of how in all the missions there's beautiful rose gardens, and so the rose seems to have a lot of history to it.
0: So it's Clark Strand and Perdita Finn, F-I-N-N. Marianne, thank you for that. We'll take a quick break. we got a lot of text messages coming in. We'll take more of your phone calls for Susan. It's not a complicated question. We're just wondering what books you've been reading lately. We're live, we're local. You're listening to Hometown Radio. We're checking in with our resident bibliophile, Susan Hoffman, on all things related to books. If you want to join us, we'd like to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830. We have Kay up in Paso on KVEC. Hi, Kay.
4: Hi. Um, Hi. I Hi. just had a question, really, for Susan. I really appreciate your segments on the show. and. In the past, you had mentioned an author that you were really enjoying, and I cannot recall, the, I can't pull up the past episodes. Um, I believe she had an Asian name. I just, um, I don't know. If you could just list some of your favorite authors, that would be wonderful. Is
0: there anything else about the book you can remember? Okay. Something
1: about On the Block or Down the Block. Gosh, I don't remember that. But I was going to talk about a wonderful Japanese author, Hmm. Julie Atsuka. Maybe that's it. Okay, I'll I'll listen. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Um, And um, Kay, if you still can't figure it out, you can email me at dave at 920kvc.com, and I'll put you in touch with Susan.
4: Oh, thank you so much. That would be wonderful. You're such a great resource. I just love listening to the show. Well, we sure
0: appreciate that, Kay. David920kvc.com. What was the book you were going to talk about?
1: Well, I was going to talk about Julie Otsuka today, O-T-S-U-K-A. She's only written three books. They're very short books, about 200 pages each, and they are incredible. She writes like nobody I have ever read. She was born in Palo Alto, but she lives in New York City now. Her background was as a painter, Her parents are Japanese um, and spent three years in the Topaz relocation camp in Utah, so she's got a lot of context for her books. And I just read her new book. It's titled The Swimmers, and it's about a group of people who take their break from work or live in a neighborhood in New York and go to a swimming pool to swim laps. Not many of them know each other, but there's fast swimmers, there's medium-speed swimmers, etc., and they're all swimming their laps. The pool is below street level. It's this very special pool in a city, and they're all obsessed with recreational swimming until – a crack starts to form in the bottom of the pool, so they're swimming over in all their different la- in their different lanes. They're swimming over this first crack, then there's another crack, and then everyone is starting to communicate with each other what's causing these cracks, and then the pool is going to have to be closed to repair these cracks. There's another substory to this about an older woman named Alice who's losing her memory. And so swimming repeatedly in this pool means everything to her and helps her. So the way that Julie Otsuka writes is just incredible because... It's in a plural sense of we are swimming laps. It's as if you're there in the book with all these people. The story is great. And then there's one more book by her that I just read, The Buddha in the Attic. It's an older book. She also wrote When the Emperor Was Divine, but The Buddha in the Attic was about picture brides, which I was telling Dave, I didn't know anything about picture brides. But the group of Japanese women that came to San Francisco in the early 1900s only with a few of their belongings and a photograph of their husband, who they thought and looked a certain way, and as it turned out, these photographs did not match the men that were meeting them.
0: It's like dating sites today.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but. They thought they were going to have perhaps a grander life than they had. Again, it's in this plural sense of some of us, some of us became maids in these opulent homes in San Francisco. Some of the, some of us went to the Central Valley. It's all set in California. It even mentions local places because many of these Japanese men were agricultural workers. And so some of us picked grapes from sunrise to sunset, some of us did this, some of us did that, some of us got pregnant, some of us had children, some of us ran away, some of us... It's just this incredible story. And then the climax of this book is World War II, of course. and. How that affected all these people, and how many of them had we? It, again, it's in the plural sense. We had to leave our dog at the house. We had to. We had one hour to pack what we needed, and so one person left a Buddha in the attic, and that's where the title comes from.
0: And the title and the spelling of the author's name is
1: Julie J U L I E Atsuka O T S U K A. Born in Palo Alto and absolutely knows a lot about California, how it looks, how it smells, how how it is to be here. And so this, again, is a historical fiction. She is an incredible writer. Don't miss her.
0: All right. Uh, let's hit the Stolberg Tatum text line. Number one, agreement with Babe. Ditto on Isabella Bird books, so entertaining,
1: incredible. Had
0: you heard of Isabella Bird before? No,
1: but I will be looking for her.
0: Uh, also on the Solberg Tatum line, my favorite new book is uh, short story writer George Saunders' collection last year, Liberation Day. One story re- re- recapitulates Custer's last stand in a mind-boggling science fiction nail biter.
1: Woo! That sounds good. I've heard mm-hmm. of him, but I have yet to read him
0: um uh, jq checks in hey jq the future of humanity by m-i-c-h-i-o k-a-k-u michio michio
1: that's non-fiction
0: uh life-changing narrative about our place in the universe i'm gonna guess it's nonfiction.
1: i've heard of him he's supposed to be brilliant
0: um uh, also on the stolberg tatum line recommendation god and mr gomez written by jack smith who used to write for the la times oh i i loved his column uh it's from 1974 and it's about the time when he and his wife had a vacation home built in baja california with the help help of mr gomez read jack smith
1: i've heard of him but i have yet to he read was a, him he,
0: well he died uh he retired and then he died He wrote uh, for the LA Times, and he just wrote about everyday life, and he was just a truly great writer. Um, Someone is sending us a Wikipedia, which I don't have time to read. I'm sorry. Uh, Also on the Stolberg Tatum line, Inside the Outside by Martin, last name is L-A-S-T-R-A-P-E-S. Odd but intriguing.
1: have not heard of it.
0: I I, I think he interviewed me. Really? That's the guy from Southern California. I think he interviewed me. I remember that name. Anyway. So the good news here, Susan, is that people are reading.
1: They're reading. Books are alive. They're surviving. I'm so happy.
0: Um, The one I've been reading, I'm ashamed to mention the one I've been reading because I don't have the highbrow taste of our listeners. Uh, But I read more nonfiction. And I was uh, very moved by The Passing of Bert Bacharach. I just I just always loved his music. And I've been reading the memoir of his third wife, Carol Bayer Sager, uh, who has written more than 400 songs, a lot of which people would recognize. She co-wrote a couple with Burt Bacharach. But she has this great story she tells about um, Bette Midler brought her in to co-write songs with her. And so Carol shows up with her writing partner and... Um, Bette Midler, they're at her house, starts pulling down all these books and says, you know, the problem with your your music, you write about the same thing and you use the same words. And so Bette Midler started taking words just at random out of books and said, okay, use this word and use this word. I want you to expand your vocabulary. And Carol Bayer Sager accepted the challenge and she said that was the moment that she felt like she'd gotten the best advice on songwriting that she'd ever gotten from Bette Midler just saying you're always writing about the same thing and you're always using the same words
1: that's a great story
0: yeah so I I don't know I I went through those things pretty fast as we wrap things up here Susan let's remind folks of the books that you are recommending today
1: I'm Recommending as highly as I can Geraldine Brooks' book Horse, a novel. And I'm recommending anything, any of the three books that jo- Julie Otsuka has written When the Emperor Was Divine, Buddha in the Attic, The Swimmers is her latest. And I was also going to recommend. Um, a book of poems by Billy Collins. For those of you who don't think you have time to read, he has a new book called Musical Tables, and he's fascinated with short poems, and this is a book of short poems. Can
0: you read one in 30 seconds?
1: I can. This is a one for you, because you and I struggle with insomnia sometimes. The title of the poem is 3 a.m., Only my hand is asleep, but it's a start.
0: Oh, I like
1: that. That's one. And do I have time to read another? Sure. This one I really like. It's called Limits. Even on a calm day, if you remain quiet and hold your breath, you still will not be able to hear the singing of the clouds. This is a really fine book, Musical Tables, by Billy Collins, the former poet laureate of the United States. You
0: introduced him to me. I had not been familiar with him until you started talking about him. It's a reminder that I need to go find him. Uh, lovely to see you, and uh, always a great time with you, Susan. i got 30 seconds for a final thought.
1: Thank you for inviting me again. I love talking about books with you and all the listeners, and I just hope everyone will keep reading. It's good exercise for your brain, and it's absolutely essential for your heart.
0: Here, here. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. All right, off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather, and then we'll take you in a slightly different direction. Our resident uh, libertarian, Lance Parker, is going to join us to remind us, in his opinion, government can't deliver on anything. He'll explain. We're live, we're local. This is the Dave Congleton Show.